So as we continue on this journey through Lent, we continue to explore some of the different streams of spirituality that are available to us in our tradition. We open this season with a look at holiness and some of the common misconceptions we have about what it means for us to be holy. Last week, we looked at the gifts of the Spirit. We looked at the Spirit-empowered life, and we took a look at what it can look like when we use those gifts as a means of loving others. This week, we turn to the contemplative stream, the prayer-filled life. This prayer can and does take many forms, though some of us may have some thoughts already of what this may look like. We may think of monastic communities dedicating their lives to prayer and service. We may think of the song and think about Jesus' invitation to come away into a quiet place of prayer. And while it is, this is certainly one example of a way of living a life full of contemplation of God, it's not the only way to be contemplative. To be contemplative is to seek out that heartbeat of God, that call of God, that focus for our lives. And thankfully, the psalm that we read today helps to give us a pretty good summary of what this can look like. My God, I search for you, my whole being thirsts for you. The contemplative life begins first and foremost with a longing for God. It is a deep yearning for that presence of God in our lives and in our world, a thirst that can only be quenched by God's presence. John of the Cross has described it as a living thirst, an urgent longing of love. And in the midst of this longing, we turn our gaze toward God. Yes, I have seen you in the sanctuary. I've seen your power and your glory. As we turn our gaze to God, we spend time in prayer and meditation on the divine mystery. And we develop wisdom and discernment. We come to know the will of the divine for our lives and for our world not in an intellectual way, but in a deep sense of understanding of what it is that God is calling us to be and to do. Through the contemplative life, we move beyond the intellectual alone, and we begin to become comfortable with the idea that the relationship we have with God cannot be defined easily. This is not to say that the intellect is problematic. It's easy to fall sometimes into this idea of anti-intellectualism. Well, we just can't explain what our relationship with God looks like, therefore we shouldn't really think about it. But we must remember that God has given us our minds, our logic, our rational thought, as well as our other feelings and emotions. My lips praise you because your faithful love is better than life itself. As we fall deeper into the divine embrace, we develop a sense of peace. Not the peace that we sometimes think of in the world, a peace that is the absence of struggle or the absence of conflict, but a peace that is the presence of God in our life in the midst of those times of conflict. Our experience of God's love is far greater than any conflict that we might encounter, and we learn to trust in that love that we are gifted from God, that love that is a constant presence for us in our lives. 
So I will bless you as long as I'm alive. I will lift up my hands in your name. Here in the center of today's text from Psalm 63, we are reminded that this divine love is what rests at the center of the contemplative life. That heartbeat of God that we listen for, that we yearn for. This is both God's love that is gifted to us as well as the love that we return to God. This love deepens over the course of our lives. At first, that longing and that love may feel like it ebbs and flows. It comes and goes. And yet, over our lives, as we continue to practice this time of love, this time of focus on God, we find ourselves growing stronger and deeper in that love for God. As we bring ourselves around to prayer again and again, we are reminded of all that God has done for us. And in doing so, we find ourselves falling in love with Jesus over and over again. I'm fully satisfied as with a rich dinner. This is not some sort of simplistic love that we have for God, but an intense, burning, passionate love. A love that provides us with all that we can ever need. A love that can satisfy us in ways that the things of this world often can't. Once we become aware of that love of God, the imperfect offerings of this world just no longer seem as satisfying. Even so, we must be aware that our love for God does not become another commodity for us to consume, another obsession for us to have in our lives. While we may practice the contemplative life as we would exercise our own bodies, the goal is to hear God's love offered for us, that we may offer that love for others. It's not that the exercise itself is the goal. The goal is falling deeper in love with God. We must also be aware of our attention to God does not become an obsession that draws us out of our life and away from the rest of the world completely. We recognize that no one else can have that relationship with God for us. But as we come to know God's love and relationship more fully, we recognize that we are called to share that love with others. Yes, we are get called into those times away for a time, but it's always to prepare us to come back into the world and into our love and relationships with others. My mouth speaks praise with joy on my lips because you've been a help to me, and I shout for joy in the protection of your wings. God delights in our love and expects the same sort of response from us. As we respond to God's presence in our lives, we experience delight and pleasure and friendship and joy and sometimes playfulness. Teresa of Avila refers to this relationship with God as an intimate sharing between friends. Think of how you delight in your friendships with other people. How you experience everything from hardship to joy, from sorrow to playfulness with those that are closest to you. This is the same type of relationship that God seeks to have with us. Whenever I ponder you in my bed, whenever I meditate on you in the middle of the night, prayer is about more than just the words that we speak. Prayer is about our attentiveness to God. The psalmist ponders God as they lie in bed. The psalmist meditates 
on God in the middle of the night. The contemplative life is about turning our attention to God no matter what we might be doing. Whether we're sitting apart in a time of of intentional prayer or out running our errands or sitting up in the middle of the night alone, it's about finding those times of turning our attention to God. This points to our need to avoid the temptation to permanently remove ourselves from life, for God is there in the midst of our life. My whole being clings to you. Your strong hand upholds me. This brings us finally to the same goal we have discussed in the midst of our other spiritual streams. The goal of this stream is that we will be transformed in the presence of God. As our focus remains on God, we are over time transformed to be more and more like Jesus. And this also can lead us to holiness, as we discussed a few weeks ago. And as we are transformed, we begin to recognize that this, again, is about God's action in our lives. There's nothing we can do without God's grace to make ourselves more holy. There are no gifts or abilities that we have that were not given to us by God. And the love that we have for God and for one another is a reflection of that love that God has for us. So as we think about these words of the psalmist, we're able to see the ways in which this contemplative life helps us to keep our focus on God in the midst of everyday life. We find that prayer is not just a good thing, but the most essential part of falling in love with God, of communicating with God of sitting in those times with God and listening for that heartbeat of God beating in our lives. And so we look for those ways to feel and express that love. We look for ways to not only acknowledge God's love for us, but to practice that relationship with God that God is calling us into. For some of us, this may mean finding times and places to pray that work for us in our own busy lives. Are you an early riser who likes to get up before everyone else in your house is awake? Do you spend a lot of time in your car traveling from place to place? Do you have a garden or other outdoor space that you find meaningful and where you can spend time in prayer? Each of these and others are opportunities to spend time focused on God's embrace. You may find that different times and places bring different feelings different emotions, different experiences to your prayer life? Is your experience and understanding of God different when you are praying alone in the dark early in the morning than it is while watching the sunset over the water later in the day? Do you experience God the same next to a babbling mountain stream as you do stuck in traffic on the downtown connector in the center of Atlanta? Each of these is an opportunity to experience God's love in our life. While it may be helpful to you to set a time, a dedicated time to pray at the same time every day, the joy of a relationship with God is that God is available to us at all times. That that relationship with God is not limited to a single time and a single place. In addition to considering different times and places to be in prayer, you might also consider different ways of praying. 
different ways of focusing your attention on God. Some people find comfort in the daily office, which is a way of praying structured prayers throughout the different hours of the day. These prayers tend to be practiced by those in cloistered monastic communities and others in dispersed communities around the world. And it's a way of praying through Jesus' life and teaching over the course of a single day, over and over and over again. Others may find it helpful to pray the scriptures instead of just simply reading them. In the practice of Lectio Divina or divine reading, we learn to pray through short segments of the Bible and look for the ways that God is speaking in that short segment of scripture to us in the present day. You focus on hearing the voice of God. And while most often it's used to read biblical texts, it might be used to read other holy texts, or it could even be used as we pray our way through a hike in God's creation. Or you may want to spend time meditating in the presence of God. And this differs a little bit from the stereotypical ideas of meditation that we may have Most often our thoughts of meditation, we think of sort of Zen Buddhist meditation and this idea that we have to completely empty our thoughts and our minds so that we are focusing on nothing. But in Christian meditation, we turn instead to focus our thoughts and our minds on God so that we are focused fully on God instead of on nothing. I could go on and on, I suppose, with this list to give us some different ideas of ways that we might be in prayer and focus. A full accounting of this, all the possible ways that we might focus on God could probably take all day. For now, I'll say that these and other practices are tools that we use to seek to grow deeper in our relationship and experience of the divine No particular tool that we may use is inherently better than any other. The idea is simply to keep our focus on God throughout our day and throughout our lives. As you go forth this week, and as we invite the band to come back up, I invite you to consider the different ways in which you draw your focus always back to God. The ways that you consider and think about and keep your focus on God's divine love that is present to you and available to each of us all day and every day. Do you feel within you a thirst for God's love? What are the ways that you seek to be in communication with God each day? What are the methods that you can use to turn your attention back to God? As you think about these questions, you may find that you want to know more. Maybe you want to learn or explore other ways of praying. Maybe you want to talk through your own experiences of God's love in your life. Whatever that case may be, I'd love to talk with you about that. I'd love to walk with you on this journey, to be a part of that journey of helping you grow, helping you listen to that heartbeat of God beating in your life. For now... Let us speak to God in song as we remember the love and grace that is available to us all.